0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service Already in Progress. Thank you, Deanna. Good morning, church. Amen. I, I just want to confirm what she's saying. As parents and as participants on social media, you must be aware of the ills of social media. Social media does not help you to think for yourself, it's groupthink, it's group pressure. And God wants us to think for ourselves. And so, it could be a tool for good, but more often than not, it's a tool for evil. So, beware of the ills of social media. This has been a, uh, a somewhat of a difficult week because of uh, people transitioning out of this life, going on to be with the Lord. Our, our sister, Christina Isaac, her father transitioned out of this life on Friday night. And uh, he had been sick for a while on his deathbed for several days and and she was believing God she would get there to have a conversation with her father before he passed on. So she was able to leave here, fly out to California and spend the whole night with her father and while she was there he transition out of this life so we want to pray for christina uh pray for her strength her comfort pray for her support that god gives her all that she needs all that she needs this is a difficult time and i believe god is faithful then i had a former pastor and colleague who transitioned out on uh i believe thursday night and um and I thank God that I was able to talk to him. Maybe a couple months ago I called him. He was in the hospital then and tried to encourage him. Um, but it's my understanding he had some kind of incurable disease, and he left this world. So I said to another elder that called me from Las Vegas, a mutual friend, and he was quoting 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin might live into righteousness. And he was saying, Pastor Jerry, all Pastor so-and-so has to do is confess it and believe it. I said, yes, he should believe it and confess it. But when it's time to go, he has to go. It's appointed once unto every man to die. And after that, the judgment. I don't care what you're confessing, what you praying. When it's your time to go, you've got to move. Did you hear what I'm saying? When it's your time to go, you've got to get up from here. The angels of the Lord are coming to gather your spirit. Amen. Amen. Very quickly, we don't have very much time left. I'm thinking we probably should get Deanna the whole service when we do mental health. That was really good. How many enjoyed that? Amen. So very quickly, let's get into the word of the Lord. You know you're not going to leave here without getting some word. That's what I'm called to do, is to preach and teach the word of God. Amen. And so if you think you're just going to come up in here, get happy, and shout, feel good, leave this place, no, you're not leaving here empty. You're going to get some word. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 11. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 11. Look at verse 11. Here Jesus is speaking and he says, "Assuredly, I say to you among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and all the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who hath ears, he who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Here, Jesus is telling us that of all those born. Of women, among all those born of women. And so I looked at this and I was saying to myself that everybody obviously is born of women unless they're alien. So Jesus makes that clear that he's only referring to those that were born of women. There has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. But he wanted you to know that he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. And he talked about the history of John. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent it by force, that's religious violence, and I'll talk more about that next week, Lord willing. I know I won't have time to get to it today. For all the prophets and the law prophesied unto John. John was the last of the Old Testament prophets. So Jesus says, if you're willing, if you're willing to hear this, John the Baptist is Elijah. If you're willing to hear that. He that hath ears, let him hear. So I want to talk. Today And I want to use the subject, the GOAT. The GOAT. And I'm going to try to put it where the GOATs can get it. Now, listen to me very carefully. The GOAT. The GOAT, G-O-A-T, is an acronym for the greatest of all time. For example, in sports. In boxing, Muhammad Ali is considered the greatest of all times. And if we're talking football, then the late Jim Brown, who passed away a couple days ago, he would be considered the GOAT in football. Now, arguably, in basketball, it would be Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Now, I know you native North Carolinians going to say it's Michael, I'm not going to argue with you about that. I'll let you make Michael the goat if you concede that LeBron is the king. Now, among those born of women and those who were ever a prophet, Jesus said that John the Baptist is the goat, the greatest of all time. But yet he is the least. In the kingdom of God. So, John was the last of the Old Testament prophets, but he was the first to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. John came in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. John came speaking truth to power, he came condemning sin, he came preaching a message of repentance. And water baptism. Is that right? And yet, John received the highest commendation from the Lord that among those born of women, there's none that is risen who, are, who is greater than John. But he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. The Lord's talking about you, beloved. He's talking about me. He that is least in the kingdom is greater than John. So what is God saying? God is saying you're the goat. Did you know that? Did you know you were the goat? Did you realize you were the greatest of all time? Huh? In Christ, everybody can be somebody. In Christ, everybody can be somebody great. I remember growing up, I used to hear this saying that church was the one place you can go where everybody could be somebody. And I remember as a young boy, my father worked as a construction worker, but he was also a master mechanic, automobile mechanic. And my father never graduated from high school. But yet... Those jobs he worked on the week didn't require a suit and tie. But on Sunday, my father was in a suit and a tie. His other friends were in a suit and a tie. Why? Because they felt like that that was the one day and the church was the one place that everybody could be somebody. And this is what the Lord is teaching us here. That he that is least. Now please understand. There is not necessarily equality in the kingdom, but there's a mutuality. He said that he that is least in the kingdom. Which means that some of us have greater measures of the gift of Christ than others. But regardless of what your gift is, regardless of the measure you give, you are still great in the kingdom of God And they're greater than John. Can you say amen? So everybody can be somebody great in the kingdom of heaven. You might ask the question, what made John great? Think about it. John the Baptist, what made him great? What made John great? Well, let me give you one academic point that made John really great. John was the only prophet who was the subject of prophecy. Did you hear what I said? He was the only prophet in the Bible who was the subject of prophecy. You you see, Isaiah never prophesied about Jeremiah. Jeremiah never prophesied about, about Ezekiel, and Ezekiel never prophesied about Daniel. But Isaiah prophesied about John the Baptist, In the 40th chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah said he would be one crying in the wilderness. He would cry in the wilderness, preparing a way for the Lord, saying, make his path straight in the desert. Make a highway unto our God. He was prophesying about John the Baptist. Then Malachi Malachi prophesied, behold, he will send his messenger before you to prepare your hearts for the way of the Lord. Malachi was prophesied about John. He's the only prophet that was the subject of prophecy. John was the forerunner to Christ. He had the high and distinct honor of introducing Jesus Christ to the world. In John chapter 1, verse 29, when John the Baptist was out at the river Jordan baptizing, the Bible says, on the next day, John saw Jesus coming unto him. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. What a great honor. And that honor was given to John. And John said that Jesus would be the sacrificial lamb. To take away the sin of the world. Please notice John didn't say he would take away the sins of the world, but the sin. You see, John was talking about Jesus was the answer to remove that corrupt, that, that evil, that dark nature within the heart of man. You see, you can stop a person from committing one sin just to pick up another sin. You see, this is why I don't preach against sins. I don't preach against sins. I preach the answer for sin. You see, too too often in the church, we're trying to put a Band-Aid on a problem when God wants that problem cut out of man. He wants it excised out of man. huh? So don't preach the symptoms. You preach the cause. And the cause is... Your heart is a heart of sin, and you know not God, but Jesus came to take away the sin of the world. And John gave, was given that great honor. Glory to God. John was the bridge between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Between the Old Testament and the New Testament, There was 430 years of divine silence. I want you to think about this. Just quietness. No open visions. Just divine silence. Yet when you get to the very last book in the Old Testament and the very last scriptures in the Old Testament, in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, Malachi says, and he will send unto you a prophet. He will send unto you Elijah. And when Elijah would come, he would come in the spirit and in the power. And he will change the hearts of men. He would turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a a curse. So Malachi prophesied the very last verses in the Old Testament that God would send his messenger and he would be like Elijah coming in the spirit and the power of Elijah and he would come before that great and dreadful day of the Lord. And what he would do would turn the hearts of a father unto their children and the hearts of the children to the Father, lest the Lord comes on judgment day and smite the earth with a curse. Let me tell you something. When you think about the ills we have in society, the, the violence, the crime, all the things that are wrong in society, it goes back to a breakdown between fathers and their children. And John's ministry was about turning the hearts of the Father to your children. You see, your children, their hearts will never be turned to you, parents, until you first turn your heart to your children. This is what the Lord prophesied about John. That's what made John great. John wasn't great because he had some special gift. He didn't have no special gift in particular. He wasn't great because of the clothes he wore. He wore a girdle of what? Camel hair. A leather girdle made out of camel. That was his clothing. He wasn't special because, because of his diet. His diet consisted of locusts and wild honey. So what made John special? It wasn't even his holiness. What made John special? John was special because of the unique role he had. And the plan and the purpose of God. And that's the very thing that makes every one of you special. Because God has a plan and a purpose for every one of you. You thought you were here just because you were here. No, you're not here because of accident or coincidence. But God put you here on purpose. And he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And you want to fulfill that purpose. At least try before you die. So John had a a very unique role in the plan and in the purpose of God, but more than that, he was anointed. I need you to hear what I'm saying. John was anointed. He was anointed with the spirit and the power of Elijah. You know, the writer Luke, he he wrote, Luke chapter 1, he said that John would... That the Lord would go before him in the spirit and in the power of Elijah. And he would turn the hearts of men. Come on. He would turn the hearts of men. Turning the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is what ministry is all about. It's making people ready. It's making them prepared for all that God has called them to do. John had that ministry. That's why John was special. But let me tell you why you're so special. Why you're the goat. Oh, yeah, you're the greatest of all time. Uh, You say, oh, little me. Yeah, little, little old you, you're the greatest of all time. Huh? What makes you the goat? What makes you the goat? It's your position and your privilege in Christ. Huh? It's your position and your privilege in Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, "And he hath raised us up together with him and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's your legal position. When Jesus rose from the dead, you got up from the dead with him. When Jesus ascended back to heaven at the right hand of God, you are seated there in the heavenlies with him legally. You have position. You have privilege. That makes you the gold. John never had that position. John never had that privilege, notwithstanding his greatness. Because you have that position and privilege in the kingdom of God, that makes you greater than John. That makes you the greatest of all time. What makes you the goat? It is the power of God, the gospel, the power of God unto salvation. What makes you great? We have lived to hear about the gospel, the gospel of grace, God's plan and purpose as he revealed in the crucifixion, in the resurrection. We have learned about and we have received salvation by faith through grace. We have been washed saved, sanctified by the grace of God washed in the blood of God we have been baptized into the body of Christ we have been baptized with the Holy Ghost we have been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues as the spirit gave utterance John didn't have that kind of Holy Ghost he received the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb but there's nothing on the record that he ever spoke in tongues That makes you the goat. Huh? You're the goat. Now, Jesus said that since the days of John, the kingdom of God has suffered violence, and the violence taken by force. What was that violence? What was that violence? That violence was religious violence. And I'm here to tell you that religion is very violent. Religious tradition, religious ceremonies, religious rituals, religious man-made doctrines, that stuff do violence against you. John suffered violence because of his preaching. John suffered violence because of his greatness, even to the point Of getting his head chopped off. So the same kingdom John was preaching. It was the religious kebab of that day. That did everything they could. To take that kingdom by force. We're not the ones taking the kingdom by force. Stop going around talking about the violence taken by force. You're not violent. You are the people of God. We're not violent. And why are you violent if you believe Jesus has already won the battle? So why are you still violent? The violence is the religious system. We got to get delivered from religion. We are suffering violence because of our greatness. Religion don't want us to be the greatest of all time. Religions want to be the head and they want to make us the tail. They want to make us the servants of their bondage. There's nothing, there's nothing that you should value about religion. Jesus came to this earth. The earth was filled with religion. He didn't come to give us a religion. He came with the same message of John. John was the first to preach, repent for the kingdom of of God is at hand. When Jesus entered Galilee to begin his public ministry, he preached the same message. Repent! For the kingdom of God is at hand. Didn't say anything about religion. We don't need religion. We need a relationship. This is John's ministry. John's ministry was to prepare a people to make them ready for the coming of the Lord so that we could have a relationship with God so that we could indeed be the GOAT, the greatest of all time. If you're living right, if you're standing up for what's right and you're not afraid to speak truth to power, You're not afraid to say what God has said. You will suffer violence. Religious violence. You won't suffer that violence from sinners. It'll be from religious folk. Religious folk want to put you in bondage. God wants to deliver us out of that bondage. We need what John had. I'm I'm closing now, but we need what John had. He had the same spirit that Elijah had. He came in the spirit and the power of Elijah. We need more spirit among us and in us. We need the power. We need power. Anybody can stand up and talk about the scriptures. Anybody can read your sermon. But that's not what we need. We need the spirit of Elijah, the same spirit that John the Baptist had, the spirit and the power to know that it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Jesus says, Behold, I give unto you power. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We are the greatest of all times, so let's not deny the spirit and let's not deny the power. I'll pick this up next week. I'll pick this up next week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are the greatest. Isn't that nice to know? I tell you, that pastor be coming up with some stuff where you'd be like, I didn't know that. I didn't know God looked at me like that. God has so much faith in us, and he sees our potential even when we don't. Because God is always up to something good. Amen. Amen. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.